This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome everyone to our Friday edition of the weekly share. Five electrifying ideas on the Parsha Parshas Vayera. Firstly, I hope everybody uh, had a chance to look at the new Sefer on Beratius. You could still order now with free shipping. You could go to our site, RabbiDG.com, and you could order it with free shipping. Now, um, some other very important announcements. If anybody wants to be on the WhatsApp groups to receive the Shurim every single week, you also go to our site and you could register for any of the groups, the Parsha Shurim, the Dafa Shavua Shurim, the Mishnaburu Shurim, and so forth. Um, while there, if you go to the news section, there are a lot of uh, upcoming events. Um, and um, you could take a look. Take a look at the uh, upcoming events on the site. Now, um, we go to the, the Electrifying Divrei Torah on Parshas Vayera. Now, if anybody would like to subscribe to these Divrei Torah to get them to your inbox, uh, you just hit the red subscribe button and they will come to you every Erev Shabbos. We're working on trying to get it um, earlier so those who are out of the are in Eretz Yisrael or elsewhere will be able to receive it before Shabbos. So we start with the Elevate Your Shabbos table. I want to thank the Levitan family for uh, transcribing the Shurim. Um, Parshas, it should say, Vayera. Now, let us begin with a very uh, important Dvar Torah and something that Oh, I don't know what happened over here. Um Okay. So the second Dvar Torah, the, the humility of a set place to Davin. Vayashkim Avraham Baboiker El Hamokim Asher Amad Sham Es Hashem. And the Gemara and Bracha says that someone who establishes a set place for Davening will um, will be praised that that uh, when they die, the eulogy given will be that this person was Anav Mitamide Avraham Avinu. Because Avraham Avinu, he uh, set his place to Davin. Vayashkim Avraham Baboiker El Hamakim Asher Amad Sham Es Pnei Hashem. And the question is, what does Kfilus Makam Latfila have to do with humility? Why is humility attached to Kfilus Makam Latfila? And Rabbi Pesach Frank in the Hartsvi explains as follows. He says uh, that there are a lot of people in this world, they bounce around from shul to shul. Yeah, they first they dive in, in one place for a few months, and then someone sets them off. They thought they were going to get a certain aliyah, so they go to another shul, and in the new shul, the rabbi didn't smile at them wide enough, so they go to a third shul, and the third shul, the Gabbai gave them a bad look, and they're always bouncing around. Why? Because they're always getting insulted, and they're always beroigas, and people are ruffling their feathers. Where does that come from? It stems in gaiva. People 
they feel entitled, they feel they're deserving of certain covet, of certain respect, of certain acknowledgement. However, someone who has a set place to daven, and he davens in the same place all the time, that means that he's able to roll with the punches, and he's able to deal with uh, hurdles and, and things that don't seem to go his way, and he sticks it out, and he shows loyalty, but, all, but more importantly, he shows humility. And therefore, at the Hesped of somebody who's Koveya Makam Latvila, they say he's from the students of Avram Avinu, Hay Anav, woe to this humble individual. Another interesting thing, uh, the, um, when the guests, when Avram Avinu greeted the Archim, uh, who turned out to be Malachim, and Avram Avinu said, Wash your feet. And Rashi explains that Avram Avinu told them to wash their feet because Avram Avinu did not want them to uh, bring in Avodah Zarah into his home because uh, the custom, the practice back in the day was people would bow down to the dust of their feet. And it seems like a rather unusual and strange form of Avodah Zarah. Why would somebody bow down to the dust of their feet? Okay, you bow down to the sun, the moon. These are entities that have power, that have majesty. Why would anyone bow down to dirt? The Yifei which is the classic commentary on the Medrash, explains the rationale of the practice of bowing down to the dust of one's feet. Namely, the, uh, the Yifei Tayar explains that back in the day, success was determined by a person's ability to travel, to get around, to get from one place to another. And the dust of one's feet represented the perspective, the attitude of It represented industriousness, it represented hard work. Bowing down to the dust of one's feet is sort of an attitude that I control my own success. My success is dependent on my effort. That's why they would bow down to the dust of one's feet. Nowadays, this Avodah is still extant. It's the Avodah of attributing one's success to one's own effort. So this was not some kind of uh, meaningless practice. It had a lot of meaning. It had, incur- it had a wrong meaning. It was fundamentally flawed, but it was uh, of significant. It meant something. In other words, they... Uh, they bow down to the dust of their feet um, was a sign of of uh, of honoring the uh, was honoring their own hard work. Okay, let me see if we could. Okay, back to the site rabbidg.com. We're going to look at some of the Torah of the Likute Ben Ashri, Parshas Vayera and uh, there are a number of really amazing um, ideas in the Ben La'ashri on Parshas Vayera. Um, Vayera Elav Hashem. And God appeared to him. And the Mepharshim asks, why doesn't it say who the him is? It should say Vayera Hashem El Avraham. You can't give a pronoun if we haven't identified the subject yet. 
Hashem, and he appeared to him. Who's the him? What does that mean, Vayera Elav Hashem? And the Ben La Ashri says something very important. When a name is not mentioned, it's because the name is not really of significance. Like we find on the Pasuk about Midbar, Esfali Shivimishmi Zikne Yisrael. Why are the names of the Zikanim not mentioned? To teach Yiftach Bedoiroi Kishmuel Bedoiroi. So that means when a name is not mentioned, it's because the name is not really of note. And therefore, says Ben Lashri, since this is the source of the Mitzvah Bikur Chaylim, where we learn out from God that one should visit the sick, so you might think, if it would have said, Vayera Hashem al you know when you have to be Mekayim the Mitzvah Bikur Chaylim? When you have someone of the caliber of Avraham Avinu. But if it's uh, a no-name, if it's not of significance who it is, then maybe it's not such a big mitzvah. So the Torah omitted the name so that we recognize the mitzvah of Birka Cholim applies regardless of the, of the stature of the individual we're visiting. Even if we don't know his name, even if he's not a, a recognizable name, nevertheless we're still uh, commanded to be kind of the mitzvah of Achnas Azarchem. And furthermore, the Ben La'ashri says, how sick already was Avraham Avinu? He was sitting up. He, he was sitting Pesach He was sitting in the blazing heat. So he's not confined to his bed. And he's obviously able to move around. And so even a sick person who it's even not a major ailment, there's still a command to visit them and to ask about their welfare. Furthermore, Be'eloi Ne'mamre. It's not like Amravino was in the middle of the desert. He was in his neighborhood. He had very good friends, righteous friends, who undoubtedly visited him regularly. So even someone who is not noteworthy, because Abram's name was not mentioned, who is not in a very acute situation, and they have many guests who are visiting them, we're still commanded to Mikhaim the mitzvah of Bikur Chaylam. Now, Very interesting idea. Vehu Yoishev Pesach HaOyal. Rashi explains that it says Yoishev spelled with a Vav. However, it's written Yashav. He sat. He wanted to stand. Hashem said to sit and I'll stand. So the Ben Loshri brings a very interesting question of the Gerarebbe. Namely, the halachas, you're not to tell an ill person, sit, or a, you're not to tell a mourner, sit, as if you're saying to them, okay, sit, remain in your uh, miserable situation. Shev implies sit, stay in your place. And the Gerebbe says that the reason why you're not to say that to a sick person or a mourner is because the words may have a bad uh, omen, but nothing evil, nothing bad emanates from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If God would say to sit, there were, nothing bad would come of it. With this, says the Ben Lashri, the Gareba answered another question. The Pasuk continues, V'sara shaymas Pesach ha'ayal v'hu acharav. Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent, and he was behind him. Who's the he was behind him? So Rashi says, the door was behind him. 
Targum Yonasim Benuziel says it's going on Yishmael. Yishmael was behind Sarah. Yishmael was behind Sarah. Now, certainly Yishmael, when he heard this report, he would not have been pleased that Sarah was going to have a child because he wanted to be the only heir. He did not want to have any competition. And now Sarah, the main wife, is going to have a child. So, so now Yishmael may be machnes and ayin hara and Sarah or say something bad about it. So Sarah was very frightened that Yishmael would give her a bad look. Therefore, Sarah laughed at the report and she said, Achri beloisi hoisali edna, that's not, I'm not going to have a child because Sarah did not want Yishmael to take this haftacha seriously because he would give her an ayin hara. And therefore, her knowing that he was listening, therefore she said, Achare beloisi hoisali edna. The Gerebbe said, now we can understand how Sarah seemingly could have lied when Abraham said, why did you lie? Why did you laugh? Sarah said, I didn't laugh. What do you mean she didn't laugh? Of course she laughed. What she meant was, I didn't laugh, I didn't believe it. I only laughed so that Yishmael should not take it seriously. That's what she meant when she said, I didn't laugh. So what was her mistake? Wasn't that a good cheshben to laugh so that Yishmael should not take it seriously? And the Gerebbe said, well, the answer to that is that she should have known that nothing bad will come from something that Hashem promises. And if God promised she would have a child, she had nothing to worry about. She didn't have to be concerned for Yishmael's ayin hara. Even though the Ben Shri says there are times that the Rebbein Shalom did things and we did have to be concerned for ayin hara, namely the luchais rishonis were given in pomp and ceremony with great publicity and um And, and there was Ayin Hara. To that, the Ben Ashri says, that was on a national level. But to an individual, when God promises something, uh, nothing, nothing bad, nothing evil will emanate from that. Okay, one more. Dvar Torah, Parshas, Vayera. Achar Ta'avayro. And then you will pass over. The Gareba says, what kind of uh, hospitality is this? Imagine if I said, Hashi, I want you to come to my house and I'm going to feed you today some toyameha, some cholent, some kugel, and then you better leave immediately. Say, Gladstein, I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to the, the cholent and the kugel. Why are you kicking me out even before I came to your house? So, why is Avraham saying, okay, come, uh, Make sure you leave. Why is Avraham throwing them out before they even came inside? So Ben Lashri says an amazing explanation that we know that these were Malachi Asharis. Like it says, one heart, not Levavchem. They don't have a Yetzirah. Now these angels would not typically eat. They were not big eaters, right? Angels don't eat. They were afraid that by them consuming Gashmias, it would lead them astray, it would influence them Lara, similar to what happened to the Malachim at the end of Parashas Bereshis, that they came down and they started to sin with the Benoisa Adam. So therefore Avram says, my food is holy food. My food won't harm you. Achar ta'avoyru. 
Acher could sometimes refer to the Sitra Achra, the forces of evil. In other words, like we have in the Haggadah, Loi Aidei Malach, Vlai Sarah, Vlai Suyach, Anihu Vlai Acher, it's me, not the Samach Mem. The Samach Mem, the angel of death, is called Acher. So Avram Vim says, Achar Ta'avaru, don't worry about eating my food, the Sitra Achra, he'll pass you by, you have nothing to worry about. Achar Ta'avaru. Okay, Marv Rabbi that's uh, the five offerings on the Ben La, um, on the Parsha from the Elevate Your Shabbos and Ben La Ashri, and now we go to the uh, Shear on Tefillah. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.